exactly if there's any goal uh that a person should have when they get to around 40 it's make sure your body doesn't hate you um that is a worthwhile goal and good luck with it by the way you know what else is a worthwhile goal what's that hey there everybody welcome back to pixelit my name is kevin with me as always is phil and today on the show we are continuing with halo outcasts i was about to say the outsiders but they're (laughs) i mean kind of that would have there's no pony boy here no (laughs) stay golden master chief uh stay golden master chief (laughs) (laughs) no no pony boy um but yeah yeah so we're i've got my i've still got my they gave us they they sent us a nicely bound copy yeah, uh, they, they sent us the new, the newer, the yeah. the, sh- the store copy. Yeah, uh, but, but I, Phil I take, is still reading the arc. I take some pride in in the you know the the confidential you know, <laughs> nature of it. There's it is going to fall apart on me though by the time I finish this. It's going to be like your copy of um, Shadowkeep. Uh, yes, uh, which <laughs> I don't know where it's gone, but I think it's disinte- disintegrated. I was about to say it's 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 part of the loam now. Uh, it's it's this, it is returned to the soil from whence it came. <laughs> it did its it did its job. It, yes. it got through a reading, and yes. then you know, uh, it 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 disintegrated, and um, yeah. yeah, it disappeared like a boss in a video game. Just it disappeared it. like a boss in a video game. Uh, like like most games where most. you know the, the the bodies just vanish somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, cleanup's easy. Can you imagine nice. if like in Uncharted there was like a, a moment where you were just presented with all the bodies, <laughs> all the people, like just like just like it's just some dream sequence, right? And it's just a pile of bodies, and Nathan Drake's like, "What is this?" And it's like. Nathan, this is all the people you've yeah. killed. You're a genocidal <laughs> maniac, Nathan. <laughs> We're going to pretend you're an adventurer, but really you're a stone-cold murderer. You so, just murder the shit yeah, out of people. Just murdering the shit out of people. Yeah. Um, speaking of murdering, let's oh, put yeah. the body in the marsh. Oh, let's do it. The body of the man found dead in the Fenway marshes yesterday afternoon is that of Timothy Delahunt. All right. So, chapter nine. Chapter nine. We're back with uh, Vadam, Vadam, Vadam. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm reading it. I don't. Don't give me grief, people, because (laughs) I I am only reading it. I am not hearing it. I could probably look it up, but I won't. Yeah, you people aren't a part of this. Don't don't. Did you? Are you reading this book? Kevin is. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> he's doing company, the big work. Uh, Thelvadam Company are trying to stabilize themselves on the rocky ground that has suddenly started to rise up and down after the weapon fired, and they see uh, he sees off in the distance that the owl, which is the type of UNSC ship that uh, flew by, is landing on the tail in the distance, and uh, he begins to negotiate with Petrov for her to guide her guide them over there. Yeah. Um, Petrov points out that the dropships were destroyed by the weapon, uh, but Vadam's ships were not. Therefore, uh, the Tell is occupied by Sanghili soldiers that were also marooned, like she was. Yes. Um, Petrov 
What, were you trying to get your camera to focus yeah, on it, you? Yeah, it, it, uh. it softened on me for a second. <laughs> I just don't play that game. Don't, don't play that. Um, Petrov describes the weapon as a claw that reaches out and strikes ships. And the first time she saw it, it happened to a ship that was there to rescue her. Madame mm-hmm. uh, comes uh, clean about the situation. The people landing are humans and that they're going after the weapon just like he is. Uh, if it's the humans he thinks it is, he's fine with them having the weapon, but he would rather have it in Sanghealy hands uh, because, you know. And this is and this is something they repeat constantly. constantly. Both sides. Both sides. Yeah. They say, they're like, look, I, yeah, you're an ally, I guess. Uh, but uh, we'd really prefer to have, and it's 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 got this, it's very real in that sense yeah. where it's like, I really don't know when we're going to be back at war with you guys, and I'd prefer you not have that in your hands when that inevitably happens. That when we get when we get back to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we all know that this is where, that's where this goes. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Petrov mentions that there's been other attempts to breach the tell, but all the volunteers have gone missing. And she also accidentally mentions that her home world is Reach. Uh, I'm sure a, that that's not going to be an issue, though. I'm I mean, sure that's not going to be an oh, issue. We'll come up ever, ever in the case ever. In, the, in the course of this book. <laughs> Let's not be silly, because uh, the arbiter is like, oh, hmm, yeah, yeah. And, the arbiter's <laughs> like, oh, that's uh, uh, the uh, uh, reach. You call it no reach. Fuck. Um. Rachel. That's Rachel. A good planet. That's a good name for a planet. Ah, I love friends. Uh, I never, never have I ever gl- glassed a planet named Reach. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Leans over. It's casual. Uh-huh. Wait, wait. Did you just drink? No. I mean, no. yeah. I mean, no. yeah. It's, this is, that's the game. I can't lie to you. I can't lie to you. I'm a he's a sang Healy. They don't lie. No. They um, they have far too much honor for that kind of shit. Far too much honor oh, for that yes. kind of shit. Um <laughs> but at was, was this the same conversation where he gives her uh sightseeing tips for Earth? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so we're, 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 he he changes the subject real well. We'll get, back, get you back to subject. Earth. We're going to get you back to Earth, toot sweet. Uh, We're going to get you back to Earth, Earth. which is the re- your real and, home planet. Yeah, you, We're going to get you, you to uh, Earth. And if you eat uh, the real, uh, 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 you know, uh, John's Pizza Joint is uh, the one on 7th, and that's what you want to go with. And uh, it, it, Kilimanjaro is yeah, breathtaking. He literally <laughs> says, you're going to, he literally says, you're going to really going to want to see Kilimanjaro. And she goes, are you are you giving me sightseeing advice for my own planet? He's like, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I know. I know. What can I say? Oh, gosh. Uh, I was, uh, was a big fan of, of uh, you know, that, that city where they put the, the, the spaghetti and the, and the, <laughs> Beans together, yeah. or the chili together. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was just it. Did, you didn't think it would be good, but it was. You know, they really shave the cheese so finely. The people are yeah. ugly as shit, but otherwise, it's a pretty cool place. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why it came oh, down so hard on Ohio. Oh, oh, Ohio slander. <laughs> I think. I think it's, it's just because it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> 
just an easy, easy target. Just uh, you know, Phil has spent enough time in Western Pennsylvania, I guess, yeah. to develop strong feelings about Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm enough of a Pittsburgher to be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck the rest of the Rust Belt. No, fuck you. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Petrov agrees to help him get over there to the tell using one of the runners that they saw earlier. Um, also, she reveals that she had the upper hand the entire time because there's a bunch of soldiers hidden in the cave uh, behind them that the Sangheili didn't notice. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Great. This is going to be a really fun, long weekend. Great. <laughs> Terrific. She's like, all right, stand down. And then, like, all these other people just, like, <laughs> appear. Yeah. They, they pull a predator, and they're just like, boop, 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 Jesus. Um, chapter 10, uh, over on the tell, uh, go tell mama on the mountain or something that's... It's got, it's, I don't know, some sort of West Virginia song. Yeah, uh, it sounds like <laughs> it's, it's got that vibe, right? It's got that, it's got that vibe. Yeah. Um, the owl on the tail, the owl. On the, okay. Um, <laughs> so the owl drops their survivors off, uh, which is Vale, two civilians. Uh, so Keeley and Rosa, and two squads, the two remaining squads of ODSTs. Uh, led by Mama Grimbear. Um, so I take it from her name that she's uh, Native American. Um, yeah, they 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 never come out and say that, do they? Though no, but that her mom was her mo her mother's name was something uh, something bear, yeah, or something like that. Um, and then the owl flies off and lands somewhere safe. Uh, Fuertes has an emotional reaction to seeing the dust of Netherop again. Uh, meanwhile, two of the ODSTs, they're, they're out and they're scouting. Two of the ODSTs return from their scouting mission uh, to find an entrance a little bit early. And the one who makes the report, Golly, uh, mentions that there's no passing through because the, the ground is like gagoog. Yes. Gagoog. Which is, <laughs> 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 which is a, like a jelly-like dessert. Um, and he had to pull their mongoose out of it. And uh, I, the, I guess the mongoose is their, like the ATV or mongoose. Yeah, yeah, something Mon like that. Mongooses. Mongoose halo. What's, what's uh, Yeah, yeah, it's it's just an ATV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, he had to pull the mongoose out of it. I like, I like the fact that they talk about Golly being even bigger than Spartan Vale. Uh, yes. Like, He's yes. just a regular person. He just happens to be a giant. <laughs> I, I love, I love it because it's like, I, they really haven't given us much information about Golly. They just keep re-emphasizing how big he is. But my brain cannon uh, for him has built up to the point that he is my favorite character in the Halo universe, uh, only rivaled by Yayap. Uh, Yayap and Golly. We don't, we don't know anything about him, but to me, he's the ultimate barbarian himbo, just like. 
<laughs> big and dumb and sweet and earnest, and uh, I have nothing to support that. He said maybe three sentences. He said like but, three things yeah, in this book so far. Yeah, but when he is inevitably murdered, uh, uh, I am, I am, I am going to be really bummed out because there's no way he's getting out of this alive. There's just no, no way. No, no. Yeah. I think I, I, I only think the only person who gets out of this alive is going to be like. Vale, the Spartan. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so Golly, uh, and I like the fa- the way that uh, Olympia puts it together. She's like, Golly, what? Ha-? And she doesn't ask any questions. I'm like, Golly, well, he's huge. <laughs> yeah. I guess it could be short for Goliath. And right. She just and she, she never confirms that. She just goes with that as her, the answer in her head. Yep. <laughs> I, I love it because it, it to me it, when you've got again this is this is my head cannon. Like I just like you got a big dumb himbo of a guy. It's like shucks, golly. Like he just he's just he's just Gee this. Golly. Yeah, yeah, he's just this this leave it to Beaver goofy kind of motherfucker like that's that's where my brain goes immediately so golly gee whiz shucks that's where my head went the odst pair is golly and legs right yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry legs i didn't mean to forget about you it's just golly is so she doesn't say that she's not she doesn't say a whole lot other than you know golly's protective of her (laughs) right right there's a story there yeah um, so Vale mentions that they'll look around on foot and to bring some C12. Um, and then Keely freaks out. She has a huge tantrum about, she's like, I knew I shouldn't have trusted a peer who's just going to destroy the evidence or yeah. something like that. <laughs> and Olympia is like, what are you talking about? And she, and Keely's like, you know, you would have been a xenoarchaeologist if you hadn't been in the yeah. Spartan program. <laughs> and she's like, what does that have to do with anything right now? <laughs> it's just crazy. Like the paranoia, it gets so real. It's just like, you know, you would have been, you're my competition. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are we doing? What are we doing here? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think uh, she, Vale sees herself as competition anymore. No, I think she's got bigger fish to fry. Um. Fuertes pipes up at this point and mentions that the cities that under the tower are most likely built upside down um, and that it's despite having tier. So they, they have a little discussion about like technology tiers and tier zero being the highest. Mm-hmm. And um, they, despite having tier zero tech, they behave like a tier six or five society. So, like, they're like, we've seen mining, like, underground cities before, but it was never a, a, never a civilization with this advanced technology uh, would have underground civil, uh, cities. Yeah. Um, so, it, it does get a little ancient aliens there, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> Aliens. Um, aliens. They get the, aliens. Uh, the uh, how do biv, how do move big rock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, inside the tell, we get some story from the perspective of the Sangheelis who are occupying it, and they are religious zealots. Um, the leader shock is me, Tam- shock me, shock me. <laughs> yeah, the leader is Tam Lacosi. 
Uh, we get some background on the abilities of the tell, like being able to form food instantly. And uh, also it gives them visions of the world outside with 3D models. Mm-hmm. Um, there's confirmation that they can actually see the Sangheili ships up in orbit uh, from their models, but that they can't attack what they can't see. So stealth uh, is effective in hiding from using the claw weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, back on the surface, Vale is digging and she finds a shaft as she examined uh, and she examines that it's running back towards the landing zone and she uh, orders everyone to fall back, but it's too late. And Rosa is pulled underground. Um, and when Vale gets to the spot, it collapses under the weight of her uh, Mjolnir armor and her and Keeley fall down into the hole. Um, in the hole, Vale and company get into a fight with the Sangheili that are down there, and they're wearing some sort of armor that, you know, the bullets and stuff, it's just not piercing. Yeah. Um, vale is, at the same time, is trying to convince him that the war is over. And she's like, Vale, vale snaps off a spinning heel kick, and in between, every time she kicks one in the face, she's like, the war is over, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> the war's over! <laughs> war's over! <laughs> um... Uh, Golly and Legs get pulled under by the dust. Uh, Vale is able to save Golly, but can't get to Legs, who is now missing in action. Mm-hmm. And Golly is not happy about not that. Not happy about it. I'm telling you, I think, I think they hooked up one drunken night, and Legs is not as not really all that into Golly, but Golly cannot take the hint. I really yeah. think that's what we're talking about here. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, chapter 11, uh, Vadim and company are making their way to the tell on the sand runners and he is, uh, uncomfortable with them because they're, it's just these platforms with legs and things are shaking about. Um, and up ahead, they see some smoke from explosives and the oath warden wants to fire on the humans and start fighting them right away. Uh, this is a running theme with the oath warden. Yes. Um, Petrov offers to negotiate between the UNSC and uh, them. Again, the Oath Warden attempts to grab a weapon and shoot Vale, and uh, Vadim stops him. Uh, Vadim and Vale meet and discuss uh, what's been going on. They tell Petrov about Cortana and all that. Uh, Petrov at one point tries to give orders to Spartan Vale, who's like, yeah. and, and she's like, I don't, I don't report to you. Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> That's not how any of this works. Like, just, it's not how this works anymore. She's it's, like, I I mean, was, it, 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 does Petrov have like the greatest, biggest balls of any character in Halo, or is it just my imagination? Like her, her literal commanding force is her children and grand. Like the force she, yeah. her unit is her children and grandchildren. She bred herself some soldiers. Uh, it is about as insane as it gets. Like there's now, something so fucked about that. Too hard about the gene pool. No, no. Don't War think about hell. it. War, <laughs> War is that's, hell. And sometimes that's, you need soldiers. War is hell, and sometimes you gotta fuck your aunt. And <laughs> just that's so you can get some more some more grunts. I. <laughs> I was thinking about this, and uh, maybe we can ask uh, Troy Denning. Um, yes, this, if, if that would be if that's going to be an appropriate question for him. Um, 
Yeah, how many people are are, are there yeah. that aren't related to Petrov? We, we just want to because we've counted three generations, three generations, and I feel like you're running out of people. Pretty, you'd you'd run out of people pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, so how I, look? I know, I know. These are not meant to be people that we're comfortable with all the time. Uh, but how grossed out should I be? How grossed out should I be on a yeah. level of, on a scale of one to ten? Yeah. Uh, how incesty is this? Yes, exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> on a scale of stepbrother porn to oops, it's my mom. Where are we? Where are we? Where stand? are we? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Olympia is like the Spartan program. It's is its own branch of the military, and therefore I don't report to you. And Petrov's like, well, I'm a lieutenant commander, so shut the fuck up. Yeah, um, <laughs> just I don't give a shit. <laughs> Uh, Adam and Vale continue talking before they even make a deal on who is going in first, much to the chagrin of Petrov. They're just like spilling secrets to each other. And Petrov's like, I just want to remind you that you two have not agreed on anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the in the end, they agree that Sanghila are going to enter first and try to broker a peace. But otherwise, the the rules of the game are finders keepers. <laughs> it's it- it literally is. That is. Look, I, I I've done this before. I I want you people to know. Kevin is literally quoting the book <laughs> that the terms are quote finders keepers end quote. <laughs> I love this detail so much. <laughs> I love it. Um. Chapter 12, Adam and his team enter the hole that had swallowed Fuertes. As they walk, their sensor hints that the group of human, the group that has the human is not far ahead, uh, waiting to ambush them. The other Kaidans on the on the way there disagree with what has transpired so far in letting the Spartan and the ODSTs look for the device as well. And they put it together that the group ahead is not waiting an ambush. They are just out of shape. Yeah. Another, yet another detail I adore. <laughs> uh, because they got, they can get food instantly. Uh, they're, they're filled with food. And there's even one of the, one of them, uh, one of the higher ups is like, they're like, he's thick of the waist. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I know what that means. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I'm not saying it's a personal thing. I just, I happen to know what you mean. Fleshy mandibles. Yeah. Like, all right. All right. Jowls. Got it. He's, he's uh, got the <laughs> he's got the Sanghealy uh quadruple chin, as it were. <laughs> the classic Sanghealy. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, when they get to the group, they exchange words. Uh again, it's like, hey, the war's over. No, it's not. You're a traitor. You're blah, blah, blah. It's like they're back and forth, back and forth. The zealots are not budging on this wars over issue. <laughs> no, no. They're like, like the humans, at least are like, they didn't believe him at first, but they like came around. But uh, yeah, the, the Sankili are like, I mean, well, it makes sense though. When, when you're dealing with like people who are just at war uh, versus actual religious zealots. I mean, this yes. is, this is all, this is all out, pr- probably how it would go down. Uh, right. So yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, 
because before the war ended, the being the arbiter was a mark of shame. Yes. And he makes the mistake um, of mentioning that he's an arbiter. And they're like, oh, why would we talk to a lowly arbiter? Yeah. Um, yeah. And he tries and fails to convince them that the war is over uh, and being fought over a great lie and that the hierarchy has been destroyed and that they need the weapon that's in the Citadel. The zealots, however, believe that the gods have entrusted them with it. So sure. that's that's the level that they're arguing with. Yeah. And yeah. and Vadim is like, I, I don't know where to go with the conversation. <laughs> it's true because he doesn't want to just come straight out and go, we're just going to have to massacre these people uh, uh, because this ain't working out. Uh, but that's where the wind is blowing. Like, He's basically, uh, I just imagine him making Larry David face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The entire. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. It's going to yeah. be, it's, it's, yeah, he, he doesn't want to just come out and say it, but he knows he's going to have to kill these people. So. Bum, 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 um, then the, uh, uh, the oath warden, he just doesn't help at all. Whenever he starts talking, no. he's like, Oh yes. And it's a human AI that we're fighting against. They're like, you would let the blah, blah, blah. And then even worse is uh, Varodai speaks. The oh, female yeah. Var- oh, boy. And yeah. that really sets them off. That does not help um, matters. <laughs> so one of the zealots, uh, Kavarasi, tries to kill her by opening a pit at her feet. But Vadam is able to hold on to her waist. Uh, and Kavarasi and his warriors disappear down some tunnels. Yes. Um, they were like, first an arbiter, and then an oath warden, and then you're telling me you got a female <laughs> kite? I'm like, that's a bridge too far. Yeah, I'm sorry. I am sorry. And 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 they do not speak to me like that. No, they don't. Yeah, it's funny, though, that the party that he has, that Vadam has, is basically... Um, the worst group that could have gone to speak to a bunch of religious zealots. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't, I don't know if they had anything to think through to be fair, but yeah, this, this is just like absolutely the worst people you could have brought. Yeah. So chapter 13, uh, the UNSC finds a ventilation shaft for the tell on the top side. Uh, they begin examining the dust that is forming around everything. So, so one of the things I kind of glossed over is there's just dust everywhere. Yeah. And in chapter 12, when uh, Vadim is talking to the uh, the zealots, the, the keeps like fo- like the dust keeps like sticking to his goggles. No matter how much he tries to to wipe it away, it keeps like uh, covering up his goggles so that he can't see. Um, they and um, the dust is. Either it's like either micro or nanotechnology. Yeah. Basically, it's it's controllable. Like the the zealots down below have some sort of control over how to how the dust is like shaping and moving around the tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are they push this dust out of the way to open up this ventilation shaft, um, and uh, they they breach the gate the grate. And uh, Petrov and Grimbear's second squad, Petrov will be with Grimbear's second squad and will remain topside while Grimbear's first squad and Vale will go down with Keeley to begin investigating. 
Um, they make their way down, but there's, uh, I mean, there's some complications. It's like a little tense moment with like fast repelling and, and body repelling and, and stuff like that. And the dust begins to like form back over the ventilation shaft. Uh, but they're able to all get down. Um, and Olympia finds a wall where there's like water trickling through. Mm -hmm. Um, and she realizes, Hey, we might've found our way, uh, into the tell into the, into uh, yeah, the, the tell. Yeah. Um, chapter 14, Vadam and crew are following the group. Uh, during their first in uh, uh, confrontation, the Oath Warden somehow put a tracking chip on Rosa at some point, and he's like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to reveal my secrets and how I do things. Mm. Yeah, I love, I love the way he puts it, too, because he, he says, he says... When, when, when did you, you were never close to her. How did you put a tracker on it? He just, he just goes like, yeah, I know. I wouldn't have wanted to have been, that wouldn't have made sense. Nope. It's like, that's a, it's a very well played, sir. Well played oath warden. And he's like, how does all that work? And the, and the oath warden's like, well, uh, if you were interested in apprenticing to be an oath warden, yeah, <laughs> you could. And, and Adam is like, no, no, I think I, just I think shut, I'd rather I think up. I'd rather die than be your apprentice. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, and Vadam is still trying to pry from the oath warden uh, who his client is. Um, yes, they get to they get to like a split off point, and uh, Vadam sends Varro die um, and her rangers to scout out the other tunnels just in case it's some sort of ambush. Uh, Talit, however. Doesn't seem to want to take point uh, with Vadim, so he put. So Vadim is like, "All right, fine. You're in the back with your guys to yeah. to like take up the rear." Uh, they encounter the zealots again, and uh, Vadim falls his persuasion checks again, again, and the oath warden decides to decides to use a gas weapon, a gas grenade, to try to knock everyone out. Uh, but the zealots also have some sort of armor that can block the gases. Um, and there's a, there's a fight. Um, Vadim has a, a sword fight with a sword master, uh, Raashi. He's the one who they say got a little fat. Got a little <laughs> fat. Got a little fat. <laughs> um, and they go back and forth and, uh, and, uh, Vadim, uh, bests him and would have killed him except there's an explosion, which is probably the breach charge from the previous chapter. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and he's uh, like, Rashi's like, okay, so you bested me. I'm going to help you. You know, I'm going to turn on, on the, on the people, uh, which you could kind of tell he was already sort of planning on doing anyway. Like, right. He seems extra susceptible to flattery when we first meet him. And right. Yeah. And, and then he's like, you know, let me join you up. And, um, and then, then it's a, it's a triple cross. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, there's a, there's a warning on Vadim's armor that there's a leak in his suit <gasps> that had been sealed. And he's like, ah, what did you do? And Rashi's like, well, it's not me. It's your oath. It was your oath warden's idea. And, 
with what? that, the, the guy I've been suspecting of betrayal this entire time betrayed has me. Betrayed me? No. <laughs> Adam loses consciousness at the end of the chapter, and uh, we'll. Uh, I guess we'll get back to him in the next episode at some point because. I tell you, he's not in the next two chapters. He is not. <laughs> we do not know what the hell's going on yet. One of the one of the main characters missing. Missing. <laughs> MIA, my friends. Um meanwhile, on the hammer of fate. <laughs> oh yeah, the hammer of fate. I'd forgotten almost entirely about the hammer of fate. I'm like I understand why this chapter needs to be here and why we are cutting back to these characters, but I also don't like any of them. And I, I don't, I don't like, I found myself kind of like, okay, like it, let's hurry. Let's get back to the action on the ground. It's please. the least interesting part uh, of the whole thing. You're right. They are, they are like, yeah, they are very kind of the, yeah, bleh. unlikable and, and just like, they're not a little doing unnecessary. Anything. They're not doing anything except watching. Right. Um, right. Which continues. They recap what has happened uh, from their point of view up to this point from the last time we saw them. Um, but with the addition of the fact that there's Harriers in the system now, um, which are ships from Cortana's fleet that are observing everything that's happening as well. Um and basically, they figure out that once everything starts, whatever it is, whatever starts means, whatever when when conflict starts, it's only going to take four units, which I'm assuming is like hours. Uh, um, yeah, that's what I've been going with in my head. Yeah, units. Yeah, sure. It's only going to take four, four units or hours for everything to unfold and for Cortana's fleet to arrive. Right. They're like... Okay, so if it's Harrier, it's using forerunner slip space, which means it's gonna be it's gonna be gone. It's gonna get help. It's gonna come back, and once it's once shit starts going down, we got a four hour time limit, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, before Cortana's here, um, so I like I understand it. They're needed out there to like set the. Um, stakes a little reset the stakes of like Cortana, but yeah. I'm just like, eh, eh. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's like, it's, it's fine. I get what they're there for, but we're really going to need to up the ante on them a little bit. I think for them to be really effective. Right. I agree. Um, chapter 16. And this chapter is from Rosa's point of view. She is somewhere inside the Citadel. I believe in the last confrontation in chapter 14, she got pulled under. Um, she's somewhere inside the Citadel, but she now she's like, do I exist? Have I ever existed? <laughs> she does. She has an existential meltdown. <laughs> Did I exist and then stop existing? Or was there never any existence at all? Or am I a thought in somebody's head? Did, like, did I only exist as a thought in somebody else's brain? Right. And she's having this full page and a half existential meltdown <laughs> because she is nowhere. And because she's nowhere, uh, these beings appear and they are called nothing. Um, and I want to bring it back a few chapters 
there was a discussion earlier on between the people, the Sangheili that live in the Tell, about um, their state of readiness and how everybody is kind of like slacking off and, and whatever. And that at one point, uh, some of the people who went, some of the humans who got down there jumped into a slip space port, the slip space portal that opens when they use the weapon. They jumped into the slip space portal and then they became ghosts that haunted them yeah. for like two years or something like that. <laughs> and I just wonder if that, if they are related, if this thing is related to that thing. It has to be, right? Like, it has to yeah, be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she's given an option by nothing to exist or to cease to exist. And she chooses to exist. Yeah. And as soon as, as soon as she does that, she basically wakes up and she is in the dust, like surrounding her on all sides. Mm-hmm. And she, um, she crawls out of the dust and she's in a hallway and she realizes that she feels healthier than she has in years. And the prion disease feel like, the symptoms of the prion disease are gone. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly when she's imagining fruit, she's able to let like a fruit grows. And then when she wants water, a spring forms um, and she's walking down this hallway and she finds in sticking out of the desk, looks what is what looks like an ODST helmet. And mm-hmm. she grabs and pulls and pulls and pulls. And eventually she pulls out legs who is alive and is surprised that Rosa is alive and Rose is like, you're alive, apparently. <laughs> and so am I, perhaps. So are you. And so are we. And, and, but they're very, she, Rosa is like very uncertain as if it's like, am I alive? Right, right. <laughs> and it's interesting because they had, ta- when they, they have this big discussion um, earlier in this section, when they talk, when they're talking about the dust and nanotechnology and microtechnology and and whether or not this is what it is, and they basically have this big discussion about how technology, the whole the whole, you know, uh, chestnut of like high end oh. technology being indistinguishable from magic and yes, and they, exactly, and they talk about how like with certain like and they, what was it they're talking about some sort of uh, 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 nanotechnology would be it'd be able to read your mind and it would just need to get into your head and read adrenaline jumps and fear and stuff like that and it could give you what you wanted and that's kind of what's happening with her right now with uh, ever since she agreed to exist um, right so it's interesting you I have to wonder if this is where if, if she's gonna because she's totally healthy now. So maybe she's the only one who, ironically enough, lives in the end because she seems fine now. She seems fine now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So there's some weird... um, If the first part that we read was like espionage, spy thriller, what would you say is your summary of the second third that we've read? This is like getting into uh, enemy mine... 
departed kind of shit actually because it's like who can you trust and who's on what yeah. side and with a with a with a nice big flashbang of abandoned japanese soldiers in the bush uh, from world war ii thrown in for good measure uh yeah which and, is but then also some random hard sci-fi oh like yeah real real yeah. hard sci-fi like <laughs> it's like yeah. dune dune level shit <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and yeah, and you're yeah, you're getting to the religious extremism, and and it's a very, this is a complex book. <laughs> it's yeah, they're going a lot there's, of the, he's going a lot of places with this, and I'm I'm very a impressed. A lot of stuff, uh, yeah. and honestly, my only criticism so far is uh, the the people on the hammer of fate. Uh, yeah, which he's still got time to like redeem this choice redeem uh, that yeah redeem those but, guys and they're honestly not that big a part of the book it's just yeah. those scenes just feel a little it's just kind of like all right well i want to get back to where we were which which honestly <laughs> is the sign of a good writer because he's, he's <laughs> making us crave it so well done mr yeah. denning all right fair enough fair enough yeah uh i do have a question for you though phil okay what are you playing? Oh, what am I playing? I uh, I did go through a brief moment. I after I finished, I mentioned last episode that I finished Alien: Dark Descent for the second time, uh, and uh, and I was and I was left with that post game finish hangover um, where nothing else seemed to scratch the itch that I'd been getting scratched for a solid fifty hours. Um, so. I downloaded Dawn of War Dark Crusade, actually, uh, which is one of the expansions to the original Dawn of War that I never played. And it's got kind of a... It's interesting. It's got kind of this campaign uh, thing to it where you've got, like, I think it's like five or six different factions, and you've got the big planet and all the regions, and part of it is you're trying to take over... It's risk. You know, you're taking over your regions... And every time right. you go into the different area, you you play a game of Dawn of War basically to take it over. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It was exactly what I needed. I didn't finish it, but uh, I got a good handful of hours in there uh, and really enjoyed it. And it it uh, it really did give me just that one last little dose of of uh, strategy uh, that I needed uh, from another franchise that I can trust. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, but after that. Uh, I actually I've been playing this remake, uh, not remake, but just a reskin of Dragon Warrior, uh, the original okay. Square uh, Dragon Warrior uh, on my oh, Switch. It, you, uh, uh, the Enix. Enix, sorry, yeah, Enix, yeah. not Square. Uh, uh, but uh, they 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 gave it a new coat of paint. Otherwise, it's kind of an identical game. I'm almost done with it. Um, I'm enjoying it on the same level that I enjoyed playing the original Final Fantasy again. Um, but I am starting to realize, because I played and beat Dragon Warrior a million years ago when I was sure. young. Um, but I'm starting to, you know, we've talked about how Simon's Quest is a game that, you know, I enjoy Simon's Quest, and but people give it so much shit because it's so esoteric and, and right. the localization really meant that it was hard to follow. Yeah, hard to parse. Yeah, and and I and I'm like, well, I get it, I understand, but this is my little trip, and leave me alone. I love this game. Uh, I'm starting to understand their point of view playing Dragon Warrior uh, <laughs> because it is so obtuse. The shit you have to do back and forth, and go to this thing and find this this thing, and it's it is not. Uh, it, it it games have come a long way. 
and uh, and so I I'm, I am starting to understand the frustration, but it's been very enjoyable to be able to just sit and grind uh, and build up, you know, my levels and stuff while we're watching a movie or something. So I, I've been yeah. enjoying it. That's that's basically what my Switch exists for now. It's just I just find the grindiest games that I can uh, and sure. play them while me and my wife are watching a movie or something. Um, but I think the big one, the one that's taken the most of my time since we talked last, is I went ahead and downloaded and started playing uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I love it. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, it's funny because the, the comparison I kept hearing from people that kind of kept me away from it for a while was to Dark Souls. Um, right. And I see... The I see the comparison. I totally see the comparison. We 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 even talked about um, earlier uh, in the episode. We we talked about like, um, well, I don't even know who was on the episode. Or we were just chatting. Uh, we were talking about like the different with Dark Souls with Souls likes. You you unlock the shortcuts, and that's how you slowly right, make the right. world more accessible and everything like that. Uh, and there's that. There is a lot of parrying, and the and the fighting is a little more complicated than just going in there and swinging. Um, yeah. But I think if I had to compare this to any currently existing franchise, uh, it would be the Crystal Dynamics Tomb Raider uh, okay. games. It's very Tomb Raider-y. It's, it's very exploring-oriented. Uh, the puzzles are very similar. Um, I'm enjoy- and, and, and much like the Crystal Dynamics Tomb Raider games, uh, I have to pause every 20 minutes or so to go, well, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in a video game. <laughs> uh, I just got, I got to Kajik, uh, uh, for the first time. And one mm. of the things you have to do is you have to like sneak onto a walker, uh, uh, and, and it's covered in moss and, and they're, they're wading through this swampy terrain. You have to climb up the side and it's Gorgeous! It's so yeah. stupidly beautiful, and it's it's one of those things that those that's the level of spectacle that you think about, you know, uh, Shadow of the Colossus and stuff like that, where it's like this yeah. is what this is why you put money into video games, right? This right? Is, right? This is what it's for. Um, yeah. So I think I'm like a quarter of the way through it, maybe a third of the way through. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, um, I mean, if it's judging by your, so I was just on, I just went and yeah. checked the uh, on Steam. You're seven and a half hours in, looks yeah, like. Give or take. Okay, yeah, you're probably about halfway through. Okay, okay, great. I'm not gonna. I, I started to do what I always do, where I started to go. Well, let's explore all the maps and get 100. percent Yeah, I, I mean, don't... you can spend a lot more time in yeah, the game. Yeah, I did pretty much bare minimum and came out at 15 hours. I think that's, I think I, I, I resisted the urge. Occasionally I get lost and yeah. end up just going, well, as long as I'm here, uh, I can, I can wall, oh, I can wall run now. So I might as well unlock that thing. Um, right. but, uh, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's, it's, it just, it's fun to play. The storylines are pretty solid. Uh, I haven't heard many good things about the sequel that came out this year, which is a real shame. Yeah, it had a lot of issues with the PC port, from what I understand. Yeah, that's a, that's a shame. Uh, it is, because yeah. this is this is it's a terrific, uh, just fun game. So that's that's what I've been up to. Uh, Kevin, what are you playing? Okay, so I uh, two games mostly this past week. Um, we are recording this the week that uh, the day that Baldur's Gate three officially was released. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so what I've been playing 
while waiting for that because I pretty much I had beaten the games, the new games, the new games that I wanted to play. I had pretty much beaten up until this point. So I'm just like, all right, I'm just waiting for Baldur's Gate 3 then. Right. Um, so two games I've been playing. One is Doom Eternal, which I beat like 90% of when it came out. Um, I want to say I, I played it on the PS5 or something like that. Um, not the PS5, the uh, maybe the PS5. I can't remember uh, which, <laughs> which, what I played it on. Um, anyway, I had beaten 90%. And I was like, all right, well, finally, I have it on Steam. I might as well install it and just try to try to beat it. And I'm like, I'm really, I'm further than I was than last time. Um, I'm just about to go off uh, and face off against the icon of sin, um, mm. which I believe is the last-ish boss. Uh, in that I can't it's close to the end um, so I've been playing a lot of Doom Eternal which is fun I mm-hmm. still there's something about Doom Eternal that just doesn't I don't know it doesn't it, it it's not totally hitting what I, the all the dopamine buttons that oh, I want it to hit um, I feel like you're there's a lot of fun stuff with the idea of it's more of like a resource management shooter mm-hmm. because a there's almost no way to really avoid getting hit. No, right? absolutely. So you not. have to constantly be replenishing your health, replenishing your armor, and replenishing your ammo. And the way you do that, armor you set somebody on fire to get them to drop armor. You uh, uh, glory kill for health and you chainsaw for ammo yeah. um, and you know rinse and repeat right um, and all the other all the demons have their own special ways of 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 killing them um, but I don't know something about it feels almost repetitive when by the time you get towards the end where it's like all right well I'm I'm doing this uh, big battle all right Big yeah. battle. All right. Big battle. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, I I would love it if just this, the second half of this level was just uh, platforming. I, yeah. I could go for just platforming for I, a little I would bit. Love, I would, yeah, I'd love for just a little <laughs> a little shake-up of, uh, yeah, I get that. I get that. I mean, I'm not asking for neon white or anything here. But <laughs> right. <laughs> just a little something, something. Um, anyway, I'm almost going to, I'm almost done with that. Um and uh, I've been playing this little game called Halls of Torment. Oh, okay. So it is an early access game. It is a vampire survivors-like game. Okay. With the art style of Diablo. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Okay. Okay. Um... So it's interesting. It's a. I've already. I've somehow already put seven hours into the game. Those games get away from you so fast. So fast, and it's one of those games. I don't play it sitting at my computer. I play it on my Steam Deck. Sure. Like at night, we'll just be watching TV and all on my Steam Deck, and I'm just you know, walking around with my little warrior dude bashing shit the skeletons. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. That looks terrific. Yeah, that looks fun. It's fun. Um, it's not as it doesn't. It's not as good as Vampire Survivors in terms of like uh, really triggering that uh, 
casino mindset. Oh of... yeah. Oh yeah. No, I don't know if anyone's ever going to hit that. Oh, I'm a winner, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. It's a fun little game. I mean, it's, it's fun enough for me to have spent seven hours playing it mindlessly while we watch TV. Uh, yeah. Fair basically enough. While, seven hours. It's basically while we watch twisted metal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how, how are you enjoying twisted metal? So, it's one of those things where it is, I like it. Mm. It got like middling reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, um, relative pretty high audience score, but you know, who cares about audience score? I <laughs> like it because it's really stupid and okay. yeah. it's as appropriately stupid as the game itself. Well, it would have to, exactly, it would have to it be, it's matches, twisted metal. It, it matches the thing I'll give it to it as an adaptation is it matches the energy of Twisted Metal <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a very what? good way. Um, you got Sweet Tooth, who is played by a combination of uh, Samoa Joe. Um, Lovely. The wrestler is plays the body of Sweet Tooth, and Will Arnett is the voice of Sweet Tooth. <laughs> All right, I love that. Okay. Okay. Um, Anthony Mackie plays John Doe. Um, uh, Stephanie Beatrice uh, plays a... She was a character called Quiet, who wasn't in the game. Um, but, uh, you know, she's she's the, the, the uh, femme uh, character who is... She's the girl. ...main character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you got a lot of references to the game in it, in the show. Um, you got Stu and Mike, who I believe are the garbage truck drivers, are characters in the show. Um, the, I think their car is a garbage truck. Um, okay, yeah. Agent Stone is one of the main bad guys. Um, it's it's there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool references. That sounds fun. Uh, and the cars, you know, it's it's it's, it's a. It's a stupid little show about, you know, it's, it's like a post-apocalyptic world and people are doing car combat. What do you really want from the show? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Bring it Sweet on. Sweet Tooth kills a lot of people. The best moment in the show is Sweet Tooth breaks into the police, like basically Agent Stone has formed this like police organization to bring law to the wasteland. Mm. And Sweet Tooth breaks into their base and he he breaks open the door and he stabs uh, uh, one of the cops in the chest. And while he's doing that, he yells machete and he, <laughs> and he, and he, and he kill, kills her with a machete. Sure. And then he uh, 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 and then he picks her up and he hits two other cops with her body and he yells woman's body <laughs> <laughs> okay alright I'm gonna have to see this <laughs> cause he's just saying what he's killing people with right right <laughs> yeah yeah, we might have to we might have to chalk that one up for bonus episodes or something. That's um, yeah. Let's actually let's let's do that. Let's do yeah. some bonus episodes on Twisted Metal. Twisted I have no idea Metal. if it's gonna. I have no idea if it's gonna get a season two, but the fact that season one exists, uh, it warms exists, my heart. and that's insane. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, gotta do that. Gotta do that. 
All right. Uh, uh, speaking of doing that, that'll do it. Oh, for tonight's episode, it's that time. Uh, Phil. If you do be so kind, tell mm. people where on the internet is a good website for people to go to. You know, for us. you know what I think people really should do. They should head on over to Patreon.com/slash/PixelLit. Pod. Uh, that is where you can find all kinds of cool bonus materials. Uh, we're also just building a community there. We have tiers of different support that you can offer us, and certain bonus tiers get certain bonus episodes. Like as of the recording of this episode, we have released three uh, episodes pertaining to the 1989 Legend of Zelda cartoon show and our commentary on the first few episodes. We got another one coming. Um, but you, if you just want to come and hang out, uh, that's also awesome. We have a free tier for you. And every now and then we pop in there and we share certain things like, uh, uh, yesterday, one of the episodes that released was about, uh, Alan Wake. And we did some, uh, we referenced, uh, one of our friends, Monty Xander, uh, and his show Lore Dump and, uh, the work that, uh, he did on Alan Wake and Remedy in general. And I thought it might be nice to just pop in there and go, Hey, if you listen to the episode and you heard us talking about this, here it is, go check it out and get some more Alan Wake goodness in your mouth. And everyone, <laughs> everyone has access to that. And it's a way of showing off cool people. And, uh, and so, yeah, there's bonuses, there's all kinds of stuff. And it's just a fun community to be, to be a part of Ripley for Christ's sake. Come here, Ripley. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so head on over patreon.com yeah. slash pixel it pod. Do it today. Do it today. Ripley Otherwise says, do it today. Go ahead and find us on, uh, multiple social media sites. Yes. Uh, we, we got ourselves, uh, we have a Threads account, but Threads kind of sucks. Um, yeah. Uh, but you know, at Pixelit Pod on that and Instagram, uh, we have a Blue Sky account uh, yes. now. We had Pixelit Pod on there. Its full thing is pixelitpod.bsky.com. Whatever, it just is, search Pixelit yes. Pod; it'll come up. Yeah. Um, Honestly, look for Pixelit Pod wherever, wherever and if we're are. there that's where we are yeah yes uh, wherever you wherever you go there we are there we are uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who, who who am I quoting there that's uh, Mr. Uh, Brady yeah oh okay wherever you go there you are at least that's yeah. where I heard it from that's yeah um and uh, yeah, so social media, do do it up. Uh, go to our website, pixelitpod.com. You'll find links to our Discord there, and uh, you can sign up for our newsletter. Uh, uh, newsletter gets you either following us on Patreon or, uh, or subscribing for our newsletter. Both gets you early access to episodes uh, if I get to post them a couple days earlier. So um, that's that's worthwhile. Um, and also on the website, you can go to our Discord. If you have an extra moment, go ahead and rate us five stars if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It would really help us out. Uh, but if you don't have an extra moment, uh, don't do that then. Don't, 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 don't bust your ass. You're good. Yeah. What What are you doing? You, you, you're busy. Go. Just go. Yeah, get out of here. Just go, go keep being busy. And, go and keep being busy. Yeah. I get it. Wash the, keep washing the dishes. Yeah, you man. know, you, if, if our, our, 
people uh, who listen to you also listen to thing is any indication. Yeah. Uh, you probably got an episode of like Behind the Bastards queued up. Yeah. Next. Yeah. So we're not here to fuck you know. your life up. We just we just want you to listen. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. Just keep washing the dishes. Keep washing the dishes. You're Never fine. stop washing the dishes. Never stop washing. If you're already washing the dishes, continue washing the dishes. Yep. Wash the dishes early. Wash the dishes often. Often. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good advice. All right. All right. Good night. Bye. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>